She wore a fashionable raincoat and shiny flowered Wellington boots, and she looked like she'd chosen the outfit herself and was pleased with it. Jonas Murray took his daughter by the hand and set off hurriedly across the Holloway Road, ignoring the zebra crossing only a few yards away, and beginning instead to dodge furiously between the lines of waiting traffic. I watched him. This tall, well-built man with his baby buggy and his child and her scooter, and I thought, if their mother could see the way he's hurtling across the road, she wouldn't like it at all. He reached the other side, passing a takeaway chicken shop, its doors and windows covered in grey mesh, as fine as fish scales. I could see where he was heading, to a doctor's surgery up a steep flight of stone steps. He was such a big, strong man that the buggy seemed to get smaller, more vulnerable, the further up the steps he went. Once, when he hesitated for a moment, it seemed to balance quite precariously, as if it might at any second come rolling down. Then I saw that the girl hadn't followed her father. Instead, she was still at the bottom of the steps, holding her scooter and stomping her Wellington boots in a puddle. Jonas Murray hadn't noticed. He was trying to get into the doctor's surgery by pushing backwards against the door, and by the time he did realise his daughter wasn't following him, there was little he could do. I could see, as I stepped away from the bus shelter, that he was shouting for her now, which he clearly had no intention of doing as she was told. Instead, she appeared to sense a possibility of freedom, Her father was too far away to stop her from doing whatever it was she thought she might do. As I reached the zebra crossing, I saw her step onto her scooter and set off zigzagging along the pavement, one foot pushing expertly away on the ground, paying no attention to the people before her. Two men in suits drinking takeaway coffees, a man swaying drunkenly, a group of teenage boys walking slowly in a pack. Then a cyclist appeared from around the corner, head down and pedalling just as fast, pushing a gap between the people. I knew her father wouldn't be able to get down the steps quickly enough to stop his daughter's flight. He couldn't leave the buggy where it was. He could do nothing except watch. But by then, I was there. I stepped out in front of the little girl as she sped towards me, and I gripped the handlebars of her scooter heard the frustrated squeal of the cyclist's wheels behind us. His muttered, What the fuck? I bent down and said very quietly, Your father's calling you. Then I took the girl firmly by the hand, the way it's sometimes necessary to do, and although I could feel her trying to break away, I took her back to the doctor's surgery and up the steps. What the hell are you playing at? Jonas Murray asked, and I thought, yes, he is American. An American who has spent some time in England, perhaps, but definitely an American. Ella, didn't you see the bike? He reached for the girl and brought her to the doorway, and I could see she wanted to argue, that she was on the verge of protesting that cyclists shouldn't be on the pavement, perhaps, when her father turned to me. Up close, I could see that his hair was closely cut, 
with a faint widow's peak above his forehead that made him look distinguished, even a little self-satisfied. Thank you, he said. I don't know what I would have done if you hadn't been there. How did you know she was going to do that? He laughed then, and his strong featured face became soft for a moment. You seemed to know what she was going to do before she did it. I smiled, pleased that he'd noticed. I work with kids. Is that right? Ella, just stand there while I talk to the lady. I took out one of the cards I'd had made last week and gave it to him. And he read it in the manner of someone who's used to evaluating information quickly. And I guess you must be working at the moment. Not at the moment, no.